Blog Talk Radio. Don't fuck with me, fellas! This ain't my first time at the rodeo. Kentucky. Uh, wow. And 
always wanted to be a star, always wanted to sing. I thought all the people I heard on the FM radio were actually in that studio. You know, and I wanted to go with Me too. (laughs) And uh, so I always put shows on as a little boy on the living room coffee table, you know. Uh, yeah. Not one of those cheap glass ones, you know. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> right. And uh, so my father, my father uh, was a radio DJ during those days, and he brought wow. me home. Uh, it was busted, but a busted microphone that was used in the studio, and yeah. I, I was on cloud nine. And I, carry on faster to the 80s, I do believe, I started hearing folks like Duran Duran and the the new wave that was coming out on the radio and the the new MTV. You know, I got my MTV. And uh, I wanted to be that, whatever that was. And I realized that most of the, and I was a musician. I was in a high school band, marching band. And all that, yeah. and I knew my music, but I didn't realize that everything that I was hearing and these neat sounds that were coming on uh, uh, in the new wave music cycle was um, synthesizers and drum machines mostly. And when I found True. out, I had to have one, you know. And my stepfather at the time, named uh, whose last name was Wood. And where I got it from, because he bought me my first home studio. And I surprised everybody with such a thing. I knew what I was doing. I threw it all together. It was like a second sense, which I'm sure it was now, thinking back on it. And uh, I, you know, always worked the small jobs. I did work in a radio station for a while just to learn, you know, bits and pieces of how music was sent to them. My stepfather sent me to recording engineering school, and I actually took off from Kentucky and came to Columbus, Ohio, because there were some managers here that I was going to get to meet and do different things in. And I actually, I think it was Cleveland, I was invited to, that had this boy band, and if I'm not mistaken, they were called the Upbeat Boys. Well, it was these boys in these silver shirts and suit pants, like these onesie type things. And at that time, <laughs> I had yep. the big head. You know what I'm saying? And I just sort of rolled my eyes. And the, the DJ uh-huh. got the, the promoters were like, well, what do you think of this? And everything like that. And I'm like... Well, I'm sure it's great, but what about me? (laughs) Well, you know, and I'm like, no, you know, the Backstreet Boys have already died out. (laughs) Or not the Backstreet Boys, but the two kids on the block. Right, 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 right. I I talked to a couple of the guys and asked a lot of questions and stuff, and they didn't really know much about the business. And Mm -hmm. I just said, okay, well, years later, I, I just sort of, you know, I had backup dancers, and they wanted us to all come back to the hotel room, which I knew was not a good idea, and uh, oh backed up. Yeah. And we just sort of walked walked away. You know, we met the lady, the Pump Up the Jam uh, Technotronic lady. She did t- uh, yeah. Pump Up the Jam and all that. We got to meet her, 
which was cool and blah, blah, blah. And so we wow. walked away, and I just said, well, there we go. That's the first touch of nothing, you know. <laughs> and uh, it's years later, I'm walking through the bar, and I've already put out my first CD and all that, and people, you know, like to think you're somebody huge at that point. And oh, I saw you here, and I saw you on this, and I saw you on that. And uh, I just never said, well, I'm not big yet, you know. And I just yeah. let them think it. Go ahead. They'll buy your stuff, you know. <laughs> right. And I looked at the up at the – I was just sitting there having my glass or whatever I was drinking, and I look up at the video playing. And it's a, this group Uh-oh. of people called the Backstreet Bat Boys. Uh-huh. And I happened to look up, and one of the ones with the brown hair was the exact one I was talking to. And oh, my gosh. How wild. I did. I had big horse tears coming up in my eyes, and I drove home just in a depressed stupor for a long time. Like, you know, you know how that goes. But uh, I just went through all the business connections I could, some good, some bad, and there was a Me Too movement (laughs) that happened to me. (laughs) I was part of all that. Yeah. And uh, so it's just, yeah, forgive me, it's it's who you know and who you blow, you know. And oh, it, absolutely. Just very rough, yeah. It is and rough, so, but I you mean, know what? I, mm-hmm. I don't blame you for feeling like, you know, being able to put out a CD is a huge fucking deal in the industry, quite frankly. Mm-hmm. You're you're already at that point ten paces ahead of everybody else. I mean, for every thousand musicians, what like less than one percent make it to anything, much less cutting a CD. I mean, it's a really mm-hmm. difficult business. I think people over glamorize the industry and assume that it's all these things that it's really not. Like, I think everyone thinks of it as almost like you're sitting on the, the the luncheon counter stool and you get discovered by a William Ford agent. You know what I mean? Somebody just plucks right. you out of obscurity. And it's nothing like that, is it? No, it is not. Uh, I remember going to perform at clubs with the dancers and things like that. And we went on a, like a disco club tour is what it was, uh, trying to wow. meet people get people to come see us and stuff like that. And I remember standing in line to get get into the door after we had done a warm-up and all that. And the guy at the door yeah. come back and got us and said, what are you doing? He said, we're waiting to get in like everybody else. He said, they're all here to see you. And wow. I'm like, he's like, get to, because we're not used to that, you know. Sure. And uh, sure. A, a lot of people was like, I love this song. You know, we thought we were going to see a big black woman. And I'm like, well, <laughs> inside, I guess I am. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and uh, it was just the oddest thing. And then I took that and I went with it and I ran. And uh, wow. a lot of things I did uh, were just the me, the thoughts I had in my head. And no one could step in and try to help me. I would take it back and be like, no, wow. I can do this. 
and it gets to be too much that, eventually. Now I can do that, yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So it's hard. I mean, you want to be in control. You know, you hear a lot of horror stories, and you want to be in control of everything. And I can certainly understand that because so many musicians, you know. There's a lot of downsides. There's a lot of abuse. You know, you mentioned having a Me Too movement, and I've got a moment rather. And, you know, I don't think we talk enough about the abuses that men suffer, um, musician-wise or not. I mean, men are abused. It, it happens, and I think we need to discuss and recognize that and accept that that's a fact. Um, in addition to, you know, all of the other cases, it's just like the least talked about um, instance of abuse like that, but you know, you mentioned that you know you you got a a microphone and you had a dad who was a, a DJ, and that must have been. I mean, I had a father who was a singer, but my father was a nuclear engineer, so it's not mm-hmm. like. And but even in but even in that case, I had musicians. My father was a, an amazing singer, and he always had musician friends over. Did you have a lot of musicians around you when you were growing up? No. It was all me. Really? I did my gym and I ran with it. I wanted to be everything. I wanted to produce movies. I wanted to be Uh a pop star. I wanted to do everything. And there's just no room for all of that before a single person dies, you know? Oh, my uh, gosh. I I know. And, yeah, I... uh, yeah, I want to act. I want to do all those things. But, you know, time's a little late now for me, but I, I'm still doing the music, and I love it. So got my own home recording yeah. studio. It's upgraded. Awesome. I have to learn how to do the new stuff. <laughs> wow. That's incredible that you still have the passion for it, because I know a lot of people lose their lose their faith in, you know, not themselves necessarily, but in, you know, people's taste in the industry. I know it can be really soul-crushing, you know, being married to a musician myself. I've I've seen the up and down side of, you know, being, uh, you know, and having been now a retired singer myself, it's like whenever you have to rely on other people, it makes it really difficult, especially when you're a member of a band. And mm-hmm. it's just, Putting your fate in, and this is why I so respect everything you've accomplished by yourself because I've seen what happens when you have to rely on other folks. And that's why I'm like, yeah, I can understand you wanting to be in charge of it all. I get that 110% because I've seen what happens when you're not. You know, you Mm -hmm. the general, you obviously. And it can be so crushing. And when, you know, it's, to be self-contained and have your own studio and being able to get up at 2 o'clock in the morning and cut a track if you feel like it, you get inspired, and you can be your own thing and do your own thing and own it all. And if it succeeds, it's all you. And if it fails, it's all you. So it's really a huge thing to do that. Definitely. It it is. And it's – you know, there's times when you, I see what I've done and I still don't believe I ever made it because I didn't get exactly what I wanted. And I don't think uh-huh. it's possible for me to realize I succeeded in a lot of things because I still keep trying. 
you know, you never stop. And, you know, if you're and you love what you're doing, no matter how much success you get, it's, and I don't mean to say it's not enough. I mean to say you keep working so hard for it. How could you just sit back and let it slip through your hands afterward? And I know there's a who've done that, they've turned to drugs, they've turned, you know, I've had my day of destroying myself after some of the the two things, you know, and everything, and uh, it happens, but if you're not man enough to break yourself out of it, or woman enough to break yourself out of it, you're going to fail. That will destroy you. David, talk to me a little bit about your first album. When was My it? First, which, which album was it? Cause you've got a bunch. <laughs> it, it evolved. Uh, I used to release cassette tapes and just stuff I was doing at home in eastern Kentucky and putting cassette tapes together and passing them out wherever I could and to whomever I could. And yeah. uh, it, that first CD came together evolutionary, I would say, over time. And I picked some of my best songs and re-recorded them and, and did that. It was called Placing because after a while, that's how I felt about myself, even, you know, little minor relationships and the dating scene and the gay world and stuff. I just felt like a plaything and all used up, you know. And it's like, well, you know what? Take that, what's happened to you, just like everything else, and own that shit. You know, apparently you were hot enough to get all those people and be treated that way. So, by God, just live with it and learn from it. Learn how to use it. And that's that's what I did. I had the famous picture of my butt and split jeans (laughs) everywhere Mm -hmm. and everything. And I just thought, well, hell, and it sold. That sold the music. And that was the first one. And then... What, with the backup dancers I described and stuff, they were backup singers as well. And uh, my music was, it still is and always is backtracks that I wrote. A lot of people don't realize I write my own music and that nowadays I do my own backup vocals. Uh, wow. It's all me. Everything from the drums to the everything you hear is all me. Yeah. So King Bitch is all me. You just played some wow. of it. Ever and that's my favorite. <laughs> that's my person. I'm sorry. I've just got to scream a little bit about my personal favorite because, and I've, I mean, all of David's music is pretty incredible, and David's music is available. So you've got to get to davidwoodmusic.com for sure. But if you want to know um, how beautiful my guest today is, Check out any of his YouTube videos. He is a beautiful, beautiful honey. I hope you don't mind me saying, but you are a beautiful man. It's Ooh. okay. I made you a That's okay. Yeah, honey, I've seen a recent picture of you. You're very pretty. No, no, no. You are good looking. You are good looking. I mean, I know I don't have a shot, but hell, I'm just saying. You're very easy on the eyes. Speaking of King Bitch, that was my first, uh, the song Hecate, because I'm a witch, and Hecate had gone and was going big for the years, as people kept downloading it, they liked that. King Bitch is the biggest, furthest going hit I've ever had. 
and people like you love it. And uh-huh. um, what's coming up next is I've met DJ Varangian. I think it's Varangian or Varangian. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing it right because, like I said, I came from Kentucky. So, <laughs> uh, but. We met, and he's working on dance music for it. I mean, extreme dance music to King Bits that will be released as a solo coming up here real soon. It's a big remix. So cool. Yeah, it's getting remixed. He's an outstanding person to do this work. He is excellent. Uh, He's originally from UK, and he is in um, Australia now. He's an Australian. And we've been talking back and forth, and he's like, what do you think about the picture or my picture? And, and I said, well, I love the music. I love what you've done with it. Let's brush it up a little bit like we talked about. And uh, <clears throat> you take your picture and just pick one of mine and combine it. Now, I'm the one who used to not have anybody touch anything of mine. It, it was all me, right? It was right, all about my computer. Right. I him run with it. He does great work. And it's the first time I've done that as well. <laughs> so it's well, so you are just you are just really breaking out of your old habits to a large extent. You're really loosening the reins and and letting other people run with things. That's pretty awesome. It, it is because I think I was so hungry and so pushing headstrong with what I wanted to do that I couldn't dream of letting somebody else touch it because they would never hear or see things the same way I would. And a lot of times they weren't very professional. DJ Varangian, he is very professional and knows what he's doing and headstrong as well. So that's why we click, I think. Wow. I'm I'm majorly impressed because you're a control freak, and I say that with love as one control freak to another. And I know how hard it is. No, I mean, I say that with all respect. I know how hard it is to let your baby, even one of your babies, fly free with someone else. It's really difficult, and it takes a lot of guts to to say, okay, I am going to take my hands off of this, and I am trusting you with it now. So right. I applaud you because it's very difficult for somebody who not only wants to control their own fate and, and their own product, but, you know, needs to do that to protect themselves. I mean, it's not just the desire to control your own environment and, and what your work does in the world. Um, but I guess you have just come to this place, thankfully, where, you know, you are freer with yourself. Obviously, this does not mean steal music. Oh, oh, no, 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 no. I'm talking about just, yeah, and and I do want to talk about that some too because I find that, I mean, my heart was crushed by Napster because I knew it was going to hurt live musicians. And now that I know that you are familiar with the age of Napster, did that have an impact on you? As far as sales go, <laughs> excuse me, <clears throat> you got me all choked up on that one. Sorry. No, it's all right. No, it does cut in artist sales. I mean, it takes three or four downloads on um, 
what's the new streaming platform? I've gone blank for a second because of my coughing. <laughs> Spotify, um, iHeartRadio. Um, Spotify. Any of, in the last interview yeah. I had, I called it iHop. <laughs> I don't want to do that. <laughs> Spotify, yeah, I was on with the ladies of uh, Lady Witches of New York upstate and yeah. uh, called it IHOP because I couldn't think of it. But yeah, Spotify, thank you. Um, Spotify, you have to sell or have a person download three to four songs in order to make five cents. Um, YouTube, you make half a cent. Um, all these other places, um, Sound Exchange, it's a royalty company that collects royalties for people who stream music. And yeah. I can make five cents to even a penny sometimes of a song being streamed on somebody's show or what have you. Or if somebody uses yeah. your song on YouTube in the background or what have you, and don't think that it's not getting caught. <laughs> they pick it up, and they'll, uh, right. they'll get your money for you. But, uh, yeah, it's hard. The new day and age, it's not CDs any longer. You cannot sell, sell a unit of a physical CD, a cassette, what have you, unless you are live somewhere. Nobody wants it. Everybody wants to stream, so... Where do you think David Wood went? He went to all the streaming platforms <laughs> right. and making pennies instead of dollars. So, and it's, it's hard. you know, and and being and being somebody who is, as I am, married to a, a working musician, it's it's a little disheartening because even live music isn't what it used to be. And when you think about the fact that cars, and I didn't even realize this until I actually went and looked at a new car, but even cars are not being made now with CD players, and I was completely freaked out by that idea. I'm like, right. my car is a 2011. I have one of the last CD players. Are you kidding me? But, like, nothing after, I think, 2016 was made with a CD player because everything is streaming. And I find streaming convenient, and it's great if you're actually paying the artist, but, you know, there's just so much file sharing. And it really cuts into an artist's ability to feed themselves unless they are like a Rolling Stones or a Billy Joel or, you know what I mean, like a super group or a superstar, like... Yes, yes. They crazy. I get a royalty check about every three months quarterly. I do get a royalty yeah. check. And in order for me to receive what I get, it takes hundreds, if not thousands of people to stream that song. So I want to thank everybody who has streamed one of my songs, even though we complain about it. You know, yeah. thank you. Because I love my fans. My fans are the greatest. It's like you and I sitting here talking, you know? Yeah. Uh, we, just, yeah. we all don't take much, and we like each other, and I call them woodsies. Or woodies. Yeah. <laughs> Woody. Either way, it's the same thing. I'm a woody. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. I call my listeners desperados because I love them, and they're all 
sweet and loving and you know, when right. you have people that actually enjoy what you're doing, it's it makes you want to continue to do it. So that's right. why I still have a podcast because I have folks who are like, I really like what you said to so and so, or I really like what so and so said, and, or this really turned a light on for me. I mean, anytime you just get to make somebody laugh or make their day better, I've done my job. So I'm really that's why I still do it, and I'm sure. You know, and you must get new fans all the time because, like I said, you know, I've been going through your music and I'm like, oh, Carrie at the prom. I love Carrie at the prom. Oh, but Kingfish <laughs> is still my favorite. So I'm still going through. I mean, you've got a pretty good catalog out there, my friend. Tell Thank folks you. about where, you know, your number of albums and, and where they can buy them. You can go to my website, davidwoodmusic.com. And one thing I want to tell people, it's not woods. It's wood. It's like a big old chest. Yes, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Woodmusic.com. And you can hear everything I've done, uh, everything I've released, not everything I've done, but everything I've put out there. And you can see videos. You can see pictures. And... Please, you know, my fans, don't get uh, offended by me uh, calling you Woody or Woodsies or whatever and comparing you to something that sounds like a dick because gods know I love dick. And so I love you too. (laughs) (laughs) Don't get angry. (laughs) I love this. This is like, this is my favorite interview of the month so far. I got to tell you, this is great. Um, You're such a riot. But I've got to ask you, you know, being a kid in Kentucky and being an artist and being gay, did you come up against a lot of resistance from from folks in, in town or did you have a lot of support? Was everybody, you know, backing you up? Resistance. Um, I've had my house threatened to be burned down. I've put up with all kinds of things like that. But whereas I was very strange to most, because I just don't give a shit who knows what about me, really. Um, I I think they liked it in a way because I wasn't afraid. Because it, it never was as brutal as it absolutely could have been. And, of course, once I left Kentucky, there really was nothing major. I traveled dance clubs, so a lot of people were gay. And it it was a, you know, everybody was – I got some backlash from gay folks being jealous. Um, Wow. You know? Wow. uh, Yeah, yeah, I got – I wasn't even thinking about any security or anything one night and walked into the restroom on my own and – was waiting on somebody and it turned out to be two guys in the in the stall and I'm just like, Oh God and they may have heard me. I don't know. I was just like, Oh yeah, I gotta get back out here and everything and the door opened and somebody busted me right in the face. I was like, you know what, I've never liked you, I've never liked your music and I bought your album and blah 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 and I'm like, Well, you know, if you bought it I got your money anyway, so whatever and <laughs> hit me again. So you know. Wow. It happens. Oh, you my know. gosh. Yeah, there's a lot of horror yeah, but... stories. I try not to let those guide me or rule me. Of course, I'm more careful than I used to be, but, you know. Sure, so, sure. 
But you, mm-hmm. it's really got to be upsetting when it's one of your own that attacks you. And, I mean, I see this. I see it in every community, but it just mm-hmm. it kind of breaks my heart. It, it's just heartbreaking to me when our own attack us. You know what I yep. mean? Whether it's yeah, for being a witch or being gay or being whatever, you know, it just, what's yeah. wrong with fucking people? I swear to right. God. Ugh. Right. <laughs> Meanwhile, the dog so- is on the video grabbing her crotch at him, you know. <laughs> you know. Okay. okay. <laughs> See, and I, I don't know if you didn't have your perseverance that you would have accomplished as much as you already have. I mean, you've got bunches of, I mean, tons of music. If you've not heard David Wood music, you have got to get you some David Wood music immediately because David is not like, how do I put this nicely? This may not sound nice. Okay, I'm just, I'm going to have to fucking say it. I am a nice David, guy, though. No, 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 no. You're nice. I'm talking about how I want to describe your music, my okay. opinion, my feeling. You are not uh, a singer-songwriter with a guitar, troubadour type of person. You're badass. I mean, you are rock and roll, gritty, sexy, dirty, well, sexy rock and roll. <laughs> Thank you. Now, some of those people you describe are fine as well. You know, it depends oh, on what you, whatever you want. You know, that's up to the individual. True. But I hear you, True. and I appreciate that. Is a compliment. Thank you so much. I think it sets you apart from a great number of pagan artists. And listen, I love pagan artists. I obviously, um, right. and I'm well, you know I have tons of respect. For- you know, for people like Brian Hankey, who I I have a lot of respect for, Tawatha Dea. As an excellent per- musician, an excellent per- person. We're, we're friends, and I, I've been in a lot of yeah. uh, live shows with him, and he is excellent. Yeah, yeah absolutely. But you're not that. You are you are a different you're, – you're rock and roll, and, and I love that because – I'm a kid who was raised on rock and roll. I was a rock and roll singer a million and a half years ago, maybe more. Um, so, you know, if you want to expand your, your pagan music palette, um, definitely, you know, listen, I love Sharon Knight and I love uh, Wendy Rule and I, I love Ginger Goss and S.J. Tucker and all these amazing, amazing artists. But yes. You know, and we need to support our pagan artists. We do. We need to support our pagan artists. They need to eat like everyone else. God, yes. buy Maybe music, like please buy it. No. <clears throat> yes, we have to pay that electric bill for the studio. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And I think, I don't think people realize how hard it is, you know, because I, I, you see folks like, for example, pagan authors. I've seen so many people misunderstand and think just because someone has three or four books, they think they have lots of money. They don't. It's so hard to sell books. It's hard to sell music. It's hard to it sell is. yourself. 
It is. Isn't it? And I'm friends, yeah. I'm friends with a lot of us that are, you know, where I am up for my second um, International Pagan Music Association Award for Best Male. I won the first one they Yay. ever had. And that was back wow. in 2016. And I'm up there with people like Alexian, Cloud the Pagan yep. Rapper, who I'm working on a song with. You know, uh, we're, we're joining her and doing a song. It'll come out soon. And Harold Carter for, and his wife Monica from the Lone Wolf Show. And he's he's nice. a good artist. Too. Oh, it's just, I know, all of us know them. We're talking about what can we do? <laughs> and yeah. I feel for all of us, in all honesty, because we're all trying to do things. But it's just like, okay, well, we can talk about this, but it's basically what are you going to do? What am I going to do? What's he going to do? What's she going to do? <laughs> you know? None right. of us are going to right. fit in the same mold. We're just not. And I think that's a beautiful thing, in all honesty. You know? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's wonderful. I just, you know, I just find that sometimes we need to point out not just the similarities, but the differences in the music. And, you know, some, listen, everybody I mentioned is great in their own right, without a doubt. Um, Correct. But yeah. you're, you, you, you remind me, and you're going to laugh at me. I know you're going to laugh at me when I, when I say this, but you remind me of a pagan Robert Palmer. Wow. I was expecting George Michael because that's what I've gotten my entire life. But thank you. I like that. Mm-hmm. That's a compliment as well. Thank you. Oh, you're but so I welcome. I was waiting on you. Thought I was going to say something else. How do you live? <laughs> no. And I love, don't get me wrong, I love, love, love George Michael. Absolutely. Um, but you've got that smooth, I can't describe it. You know what I think. Just think Robert Palmer as far as the vocals go. I, I just think you've got that quality. And I'm a, I was a huge fan of Robert Palmer for lots of reasons and oh, not no, for some other reasons. you can't keep me back anymore. <laughs> uh-huh. Honey. <laughs> Honey, you're doing it to me. You're doing it to me. Be careful. Be careful. Woo, he's playing with fire now. Woo. Mm. But I you do have promise, touch, I, I have been a little bit on the lazy side lately because there comes a time when you feel like you've done everything, okay? Uh, but then yeah. you start missing after a while. And like I said, I'm working on a song uh, with Cloud, the pagan rapper. Nice. And it's going to yep. be a great pop tune. I'm telling you, it's going to be great whenever I get off my ass and do it. And that's the, <laughs> that's the, that's the problem because, you know, every author and just about every pagan musician has to have a day job because it just does not pay that well. And right. But you still have your love for that. And I, I got let go after 25 years at my job, and it was total depression because I've never had a bad strike. I've never had anything, you know, that would turn people off to me, and then it's like, boom, you're done. You know, it's like wow. losing a record track. You know, it's like, sure. what did I do horrible with me? So I've gone through that, and yes, you know, musicians get depressed as well, just like everybody else. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And uh, now I'm coming back. I feel like coming back. So you're going to be hearing stuff yeah. from me. 
Do you get more creative when you're sad? I get creative when I'm angry. And I go through all the stages of grief within my own self uh, when things happen or what have you. It'll hurt. I'll get depressed. I'll get sad. I'll do what I've been doing and staying away from a lot of things. And then all of a sudden you get angry. When I get angry, you better watch out. Some of the best shit you've ever heard will come out of me. And uh, I will do things that people think you can't do. So all you have to do is tell me I can't, and I'll show you. I love that. Hate to sound that that way, but it's true. No, I love that. I love that fire. I love that fire that, you know, all somebody has to do is say, you can't, and you're like, hold my beer, bitch. We're going in. I love that. <laughs> that reminds me of the last time I went out to a club or something. They were doing karaoke, and they're like, "You've got to get up there. You have to." And I'm like, "No, no, it's not my thing. I don't get up there just to play, you know, whatever." And right. then you drink enough, and somebody sends you up there, and you just turn the whole bar out, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not even something that'll get you anywhere, you know. <laughs> wow. That's hilarious. Oh, my gosh. i got to see you lit one day. I mean, really? I've got to be somewhere in the same space that you're in. I have got to see somebody dare you to do some kind of shit because I want to witness it first fucking hand. <laughs> Give you my kid's blessing, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, honey, I'm going to bring a tiara. I'm going to bring a tiara. I'm just telling you. Excuse me. Oh, Oh my gosh, that's that's amazing. That's amazing. So I've got to ask because you know, being in a relationship with a musician is not easy. You have to admit <laughs> these things are not easy. Do you ever have any kind of strife with your your significant other over artist mentality? Because Artists can be a handful, baby. There's no lies here. No, I don't. My, my, you know, I've dated so many people and tried to make it right and tried, uh, and it just does not work out. Uh, the the last person, my ex, um, yeah, told me not to release King Bitch. He said it's too gay. What? People are going to misunderstand what you mean. And a lot of people did misunderstand. They thought I was being a mean person and all this. I'm like, have you listened to the lyrics? You know, you've not listened to the song. That tells me every bit of it. You have it. Uh, And uh, so my ass did it anyway. And look what happened. Yeah. It's huge. It's a crazy, great. I mean, that's why I'm like, really? Someone told you not to? And But, Steve, wouldn't that person have, if they really knew you, wouldn't they have known that the minute they said don't, you would have been like, we gonna, we're going to do a big deal. I mean, if you, if you listen to the music so of, you. If you listen to the music of that song, it's a strut. I've always wanted to write a strut. 
And then those mm-hmm. words just come out of my head, and I'll tell you the honest story behind where King Bitch came from. And then you'll get it. Um, it was during my days getting thrown in front of record company people to listen to my music and get criticized left and right. And mm-hmm. another, and one of the record executives, name and place I won't mention, but right. was just like, well, I don't want to do it that way. And no, you know, if you want to sell my song to a lady, it's, it wouldn't make sense. You would have to change everything. And, you know, here's all my explanations and blah, blah, blah. And he turned around right. and looked at me and he said, aren't you a little bitch? And I looked at <laughs> and it got me so bad. And I sat back. Because, you know, I said, I'm king bitch. And okay. years later, that hit me when I was writing that. I always write the music first. I don't know why. But I've always played around on the synthesizer and the drum machine and written the music first. And that little march, that strut, what does that remind me of? And that reminds me of the time I said I'm King Bitch, and that's where it came from. So if you listen to the lyrics, you'll get it. You'll get it. Absolutely. I love it. I think it's, it's one of my absolute favorites. So I've got to ask you, have you ever released a CD that disappointed you? You know, I rushed the CD called Hex Rated. I wanted to have something out because I felt like I had to. Okay? Ooh, for sure. That doesn't yeah, for sure. work well because it doesn't come from your soul. Uh, a lot of it did, and it was a, a CD with me and one of my students I have, and still have, called uh, Lady yeah. Breedlin. Lady Breedlin. And I just feel like I could have done something a lot better. And I hear it after listening to it. And uh, so that's the one I personally was a little disappointed in, but other people love. So it sold enough, so that's great. But I still, you know, once you have something in your hands that you love by me, I may still be pining over it. Wow. That's just the truth. You're never happy sometimes. <laughs> you know, that's my, an interesting my thing, though. Used to say that to me. My mother used to say really? that to me. She said, you wouldn't be happy if somebody shit gold in your lunchbox. I'm like, well, I guess not. But, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> I may have to use that at work next week. That's funny as hell, because I've got people who are sour like that, that I could use that line on. That's pretty awesome. You wouldn't be happy if somebody shit gold in your lunchbox. I already know who I'm going to say it to. (laughs) You already got them lined up. I do, baby. You keep giving me those lines, I'll keep using them. No problem. I've got plenty of people that I can do that it it depends on the situation that happens. <laughs> oh my no, that's one classic. Yeah, one of my best that is classic. One of my best friends mm-hmm. will always remind, no matter what we're talking about, will come up with a fit I crew. Now it was necessary. It wasn't just me being a bitch, you know. I uh-huh. don't do yeah. weak bitch things, you know. <laughs> um, <laughs> 
I went off on a Little Caesars employee for messing a pizza three times in a row. So he's always bringing that up, always. And I can't get rid of that one, just like I can't get rid of the King Bitch song. So. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? The song is pretty iconic. And, you know, to have a song that is iconic is a rare enough thing. Um, right. But you, you've still got to enjoy it, right? I seriously thought it was going to be like a joke, like what Weird Al would write. Or something. I thought that was going to be a joke, even though I put it to this yeah. marching music and all these strut music. I thought it would be humorous. Well, it was taken humorous, but in a great way. You know? Oh yeah. I I'm always being bitch, and I'm just you know that I did a little festival show about oh last year. And was yeah. told, well, we got children uh, here a lot and stuff. Maybe you shouldn't do that song. And I said, are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> and I got to do it. I I didn't do it out of respect. But then she turned around and said, oh, yeah. you got to do it. And I'm like, all right. So here I am this year. I'm going to be doing King Bitch at this festival for the first time. <laughs> That's well. I mean, here's the thing: when you have, it would be like Billy Joel not playing Piano Man. It doesn't make right. sense. I mean, it's the, you can't not do the thing you're known for, even if you know. And I know that some folks get tired of doing their own songs. It's like I have played this fucking song at every club every night for the past 365 motherfucking days. I need a change. No, boo-boo. When people are paying to see you, you show your hits. Yes, you do. You do. You do. And you just be grateful. Let all that personal stuff go because you always have to let something go anyway. Let that go. Do what people love. Do something to make people happy. Because we've got enough yeah. shit in this world, you know. You're not kidding. Do something that You're makes not everybody happy, and you too will be happy. I promise this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But you know, with I, King, I with King Bitch, I, ahead, mean, I do do all kinds of shows, and I yeah. have people get up and just boom as soon as that song comes on, start screaming and dancing. That, yeah, that yeah. happened. Yeah, <laughs> so here you go. <laughs> Don't you love well, it I'm, as an artist? When I got to ask you this question because I've seen it happen so many times when when you know I've gone to concerts. But doesn't it give you the greatest thrill when people sing your own stuff back to you? Yes, yes. There's times when I'll start tearing up. I'll have to turn around and just sort yeah. of. I always put my fingers on my nose and bow my head a little bit and just try to keep going, you know. It, yeah. it does. It, it's amazing. It's amazing. And if you don't – I always get a little bit of stage fright. Always. Always, really? always, always. Yes, I do. And I feel like wow. that's important because you're still hungry to keep pushing yourself. You've not become tired. Mm-hmm. Just want to sit back and drink with everybody, and, you know. I mean, I do that too, girl. Come on, but Funny. yeah. So it, it's 
fun. This feels like the King Bit Shower. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Many it's other so songs, weird. folks. You know this. <laughs> yeah, well, and I and I do want to impress upon people that you've got a pretty heavy duty catalog of songs mm-hmm. for folks to go through. I mean, again, go to davidwoodmusic.com. That's David Wood, not with an S. davidwoodmusic.com, and He's got a huge catalog. You're going to love this guy. I'm telling you, if you haven't heard this music before, what I gave you guys at the opening of the show was just a small fraction of how amazing this artist is. And not only that, but you are just a fucking riot to hang out with. You really are. <laughs> I, I am enjoying this absolutely thoroughly. And there's, like, so many things I want to talk to you about. I want to talk to you about you know, gay rights and, and, you know, marriage equality. And there's, like, so many others. I mean, I thought it was really important to get you on to talk about music first. But I definitely Uh hope that in the future you will be willing to come on and not just talk about your music, obviously, but also talk about, you know, life and, and how things affect you and how, people affect you. You know, we've been having a lot of conversations lately about social media and how social media affects you as a person and how damaging it's been to a lot of us. Have you had that too? Yes, I have. Um, When I was, you know, primarily, I see on both. I write pagan music as well as mundane dance music and stuff and, and ballads. Yeah. And, I've had people email me just to tell me that I am bastardizing pagan music. I'm using it as a notch in my belt as a dance song or what have you, that that's not pagan music, what I'm doing. Uh, that was early Oh! On. No, you didn't. Very I, early Did you on. really? Did that happen? Because I, yeah. I would have lost my – see, I could be your personal attack dog because, honey, I will tear a bitch up. See, here's the you know thing. What? You know, some, some back in the old days, I, I just mm-hmm. got to say this. Back in the old days, we were screaming for acceptance. Oh, we don't want to be persecuted. We just want to be accepted. And someone's actually telling you that you're bastardizing music and when you're bringing it to more people. Sorry, boo-boo. Mm-hmm. Wrong answer. Mm-hmm. Wrong fucking answer. Please continue. Well, it's just people who want to hate. And on one... I the first one I ever received, I just replied back and I said, I am sorry you're offended, but I am being who I am. You know. Mm-hmm. And then after messaging that same phrase two or three times, I just started deleting them. And that's what I'll do today. If somebody says something really stupid on one of my posts, delete. Yeah. I won't even look at farce about it. You know? Yeah. Just boom. Yeah. Gone. I don't need this, you know, and I'm happier. Yeah, you've got to be happy. You've got to have personal peace of mind. And I find right. that some people get so wrapped up in social media that it robs their peace. I mean, I I know of people who have actually fucking lost sleep over a stranger's comment. That is nope. not life. That not That is here. not real. Yeah, not seriously. Here. It is. It is not It is not real. Other people's opinions, let me tell you something, and people's opinions change like the weather fucking too. 
because I have seen people hate someone one minute and then be their best friend the next minute. And it could be that some bitch got up on the wrong side of the bed into the wall, honey. It happens. And you give that person a day to get over it, whatever it was that they thought they were being offended by, and they come at it from a different angle. And you could insult the bitch all day long, and she won't even know it and say, that's my favorite. I mean, seriously. Well, somebody could say something very hurtful to you that does cut deep, but you don't let them know they have. You just don't. Well, yeah, you're giving a stranger. Power. You are giving them power. You know. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Girl, we have got to we have got head. to stay in touch and talk. <laughs> we will. We will. Oh, you ain't rid of me yet. Oh shit, we have we're down to three fucking minutes. Oh my gosh. Okay, so I lost total track of the time because you're just fun. I I love talking with you. I really do. Too. So. Too. Tell people where they can. I mean, are you? Do you have anything planned, like publicly? Tell tell folks where they'll be able to see you. If you go to my Facebook, and uh, uh, I will be telling people when things pop up or when it's close to time. I don't have my calendar in front of me, so I don't want to really okay. call off what's going on. But I have been okay. nominated for the uh, best male and in international pagan music awards. Uh, I think it's IPMA. Oh, it's on my Facebook. If you go to my Facebook, please. And gotcha. Raina, you can help them out with that if you don't mind. But I will. I will. I, will baby. I will announce everything there and on my website. And if you don't like going to people's website and giving your personal financial information to download anything, you can find me anywhere you stream or download. Awesome. David Wood, you are so wonderful to come and hang out with me. I really appreciate it. I know it was very last minute. I know it was very off the cuff, but I have so enjoyed this, and I hope you'll come back soon. All right. That's what I love, so thank you. (laughs) You're a treat, baby. I will be in touch shortly. Have a wonderful weekend. Right. Goodbye, everybody. I love you all who tune in, and I love you who download my music. Thank you so much. All right, David. We'll talk soon. All right, guys. I will be back next week. I love you. Have a wonderful, wonderful weekend. Do things that make you happy. Ignore the haters. You do not have to respond or engage. I love you, guys. Talk to you next week. Bye-bye.